Judges chapter 20. All the Israelites from Dan to Beersheba and from the land of Gilead came out and the community assembled as one body before the Lord at Mizpah. The leaders of all the people and of all the tribes of Israel presented themselves in the assembly of God's people. 400,000 armed foot soldiers, the Benjamites, heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mizpah. The Israelites asked, Tell us, how did this evil act happen? The Levite, the husband of the murdered woman, answered, I went to Gabeah and Benjamin with my concubine to spend the night. Citizens of Gibeah came to attack me and surrounded the house at night. They intended to kill me, but they raped my concubine, and she died. Then I took my concubine and cut her in pieces and sent her throughout Israel's territory because they have committed a wicked outrage in Israel. Look, all of you are Israelites. Give your, ju- give your judgment and verdict here and now. Then all the people stood united and said, None of us will go to his tent or return to his house. Now this is what we will do to Gibeah. We will attack it by lots. We will take ten men out of every hundred from all the tribes of Israel and one hundred out of every thousand and one thousand out of every ten thousand to get provisions for the troops when they go to Gabeah in Benjamin to, to punish them for all the outrage they committed in Israel. So all the men of Israel gathered united against the city. Then the tribes of Israel sent men throughout the tribe of Benjamin saying, What is this evil act? that has happened among you. Hand over the wicked men in Gibeah so we can put them to death and eradicate evil from Israel. But the Benjaminites would not listen to their fellow Israelites. Instead, the Benjaminites gathered together from their cities to Gibeah to go out and fight against the Israelites. On that day, the Benjaminites mobilized 26,000 armed men from their cities, besides 700 fit young men rallied by the inhabitants of Gibeah. There were 700 
fit young men who were left-handed among all these troops. All could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. The Israelites, apart from Benjamin, mobilized 400,000 armed men, everyone an experienced warrior. They set out, went to Bethel, and inquired of God. The Israelites asked, Who is to go first to fight for us against the Benjaminites? And the Lord answered, Judah will be first. In the morning, the Israelites set out and camped near Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to fight against Benjamin and took their battle positions against Gibeah. The Benjaminites came out of Gibeah and slaughtered 22,000 men of Israel on the field that day. But the Israelite troops rallied and again took their battle positions in the same place where they positioned themselves on the first day. They went up, wept before the Lord until evening and inquired of him, should we again attack? Our brothers, the Benjaminites. And the Lord answered, Fight against them. On the second day, the Israelites advanced against the Benjaminites. That same day, the Benjaminites came out from Gibeah to meet them and slaughtered an additional 18,000 Israelites on the field. All were armed. The whole Israelite army went to Bethel, where they wept and sat before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. Then the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there, and Phinehas son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, was serving before it. The Israelites asked, Should we fight? Should we again fight? Should we again fight against our brothers, the Benjaminites, or should we stop? The Lord answered, Fight, because I will hand them over to you tomorrow. So Israel set up an ambush around Gibeah. On the third day, the Israelites fought against the Benjaminites and took their battle positions against Gibeah as before. Then the Benjaminites came out against the troops that were drawn away from the city. They began to attack the troops as before, killing about 30 men of Israel on the highways, one of which goes up to Bethel, and the other to Gibeah through the open country. The Benjaminites said, We are defeating them as before. But the Israelites said, 
Let's flee and draw them away from the city to the highways. So all the men of Israel got up from their places and took their battle positions at Baal Tamar, while the Israelites in ambush charged out of their places west of Geba. The ten thousand fit young men from all Israel made a frontal assault against Gibeah, and the battle was fierce, but the Benjaminites did not know that disaster was about to strike them. The Lord defeated Benjamin in the presence of Israel, and on that day the Israelites slaughtered 25,100 men of Benjamin. All were armed. Then the Benjaminites realized they had been defeated. The men of Israel had retreated before Benjamin because they were confident in the ambush they said they had set against Gibeah. The men in ambush had rushed quickly against Gibeah. They advanced and put the whole city to the sword. The men of Israel had a prearranged signal with the men in ambush when they sent up a great cloud of smoke from the city. The men of Israel would return to the battle when Benjamin had begun to strike them down, killing about 30 men of Israel. They said, they're defeated before us, just as they were in the first battle. But when the column of smoke began to go up from the city, Benjamin looked behind them, and the whole city was going up in smoke. Then the men of Israel returned, and the men of Benjamin were terrified when they realized that disaster had struck them. They retreated before the men of Israel toward the wilderness, but the battle overtook them. And those who came out of the cities slaughtered those between them. They surrounded the Benjaminites, pursued them, and easily overtook them near Gabeah toward the east. There were 18,000 men who died from Benjamin. All were warriors. Then Benjamin returned and fled toward the wilderness to Ramon, Rock and Israel killed 5,000 men on the highways. They overtook them at Gidom and struck 2,000 more dead. All the Benjaminites who died that day were 25,000 armed men. All were warriors, but 600 men escaped into the wilderness to Ramon Rock and stayed there four months. The men of Israel turned back against the other Benjaminites and killed them with their swords. The entire city, the animals, and everything that remained. They also burned all the cities that remained. Acts chapter 24. 
After five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down with some elders and a lawyer named Tertullus. These men presented their case against Paul to the governor. When he was called in, Tertullus began to accuse him and said, Since we enjoy great peace because of you, and reforms are taking place for the benefit of this nation by your foresight, we acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with utmost gratitude. However, so that I will not burden you any further, I beg you in your graciousness to give us a brief hearing, for we have found this man to be a plague, an agitator among all the Jews throughout the Roman world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to desecrate the temple. So we apprehended him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But Lysias, the commander, came and took him from our hands with great force, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you will be able to discern all these things we are accusing him of. The Jews also joined in the attack, alleging that these things were so. When the governor motioned to him to speak, Paul replied, Because I know you have been a judge of this nation for many years, I am glad to offer my defense in what concerns me. You are able to determine that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They didn't find me disputing with anyone or causing a disturbance among the crowd either in the temple complex or in the synagogues or anywhere in the city. Neither can they provide evidence to you of what they now bring against me. But I confess to you, I worship my father's God according to the way which they call a sect, believing all the things that are written in the law and in the prophets. And I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept, that there is going to be a resurrection, both of the righteous and the unrighteous. I always do my best to have a clear conscience toward God and men. After many years... I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my nation. And while I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple without a crowd and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges if they have anything against me. Either let these men hear state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin or about this one statement I cried out 
while standing among them. Today I am being judged before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. Since Felix was accurately informed about the way, he adjourned the hearing, saying, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and that he should not prevent any of his friends from serving him. After some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. Now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I find time, I'll call for you. At the time, he was also hoping that money would be given to him by Paul. For this reason, he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. After two years had passed, Felix received a successor, Porcius Festus, and because he wished to do a favor for the Jews, Felix left Paul in prison. Jeremiah chapter 34. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, all his army, all the earthly kingdoms under his control, and all other nations were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding cities. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Go, speak to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him. This is what the Lord says. I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. As for you, you will not escape from his hand, but are certain to be captured and handed over to him. You will meet the king of Babylon eye to eye and speak face to face. You will go to Babylon. Yet hear the Lord's word, Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword. You will die peacefully. There will be a burning ceremony for you, just like the burning ceremonies of your fathers, the former kings who preceded you. Our king is dead, will be the lament for you. For I have spoken this word. This is the Lord's declaration. So Jeremiah the prophet related all these words to Zedekiah, king of Judah, in Jerusalem. 
while the king of Babylon's army was attacking Jerusalem and all of Judah's remaining cities against Lashish and Azekah, for they were the ones, for they were the only ones left of Judah's fortified cities. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah made a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom to them. So each man would free his male and female Hebrew slaves, and no one would enslave his Judean brother. All the officials and people who entered into covenant to free their male and female slaves in order not to enslave them any longer obeyed and freed them afterward however they changed their minds and took back their male and female slaves they had freed and forced them to become slaves again then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery, saying, at the end of seven years, each of you must free his Hebrew brother who sold himself to you. He may serve you six years, but then you must send him out free from you but your ancestors did not obey me or pay any attention today you repented and did what pleased me each of you proclaiming freedom for his neighbor you made a covenant before me at the temple called by my name but you have changed your minds and profaned my name. Each has taken back his male and female slaves who had been freed to go wherever they wanted. And you have again subjugated them to be your slaves. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You have not obeyed me by proclaiming freedom each man for his brother and for his neighbor I hereby proclaim freedom for you this is the Lord's declaration to the sword to plague and to famine I will make you a horror to all the earth's kingdoms and for those who disobeyed my covenant, not keeping the terms of the covenant they made before me. I will treat them like the calf they cut in two in order to pass between its pieces. The officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who passed between the pieces of the calf will be handed over to their enemies. To those who want to take their life, their corpses will become 
food for the birds of the sky and for the wild animals of the land. I will hand Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials over to their enemies, to those who want to take their lives, to the king of Babylon's army. That is withdrawing. I am about to give the command. This is the Lord's declaration. And I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, capture it, and burn it down. I will make Judah's cities a desolation without inhabitant. Psalms 5 and 6. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. Pay attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For I pray to you at daybreak. Lord, you hear my voice. At daybreak, I plead my case to you and watch expectantly. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your presence. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors a man of bloodshed and treachery. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love. I bow down toward your holy temple, in reverential awe of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me, for there is nothing reliable in what they say. Destruction is within them. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongues. Punish them, God. Let them fall by their own schemes. Drive them out because of their many crimes, for they rebel against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them shout for joy forever. May you shelter them, and may those who love your name, boast about you. For you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You surround him with favor like a shield. Psalm 6. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. For there is no remembrance of you in death. Who can thank you in Sheol. 
I am weary from my groaning, and my tears I dampen. With my tears, I am weary from my groaning, and my tears, with my tears I dampen my pillow, and drench my bed every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They grow old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all evildoers, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and shake with terror. They will turn back and suddenly be disgraced.